0: Welcome to Spiritual Psychotherapy. My name is Mia or officially Dr. Mary Patricia Levin, And this podcast is all about gently letting go of those layers that are in the way of us surrendering into what we truly are, which is pure essence, divine love. And that is quite a long journey, challenging at times and also beautiful and also creates a much more wholesome life. And I offer counselling, psychotherapy, I do workshops, and you can look me up on my website, which is livingawarenesswa.com. I also have a Facebook page, YouTube channel, all WA, and Instagram page. So I'm a little bit unsure as to the title of today's podcast. It's either... Well, it's going to be around unraveling the ego and this beautiful awareness that I've been coming to, which is around ordinary love. And I'm recording this podcast at a property, which is a shared property my father bought with a friend over 50 years ago, and it's shared by a number of families now, but it's a beautiful Place to be, and hopefully, you can hear the bird calls in the background. Uh, there's also a few trucks going along the road, <laughs> but there's beautiful trees, and I can see emus and kangaroos while I'm talking to you. We've been reforestating the place, so it's looking more and more beautiful all the time. Anyway, so unravelling the ego and ordinary love. Well, first I'd like to start with this increasing awareness I've been having around the essence that we truly are and that is, you know, I've been on an awakening journey, well, for my whole life really and it started with a lifetime of choosing to get counselling and choosing to face my issues. Uh, Not always doing that perfectly, making plenty of mistakes along the way, Um, projecting on people, doing all those things we all do, but being willing to face myself, to work on changing, to be vulnerable, to see my fear, my sadness, my unworthiness with compassion. And that was very much the first stage which lasted close to 50 years. (laughs) But then in 2017, I started this journey of awakening into divine love, and that was at Uluru with Isaira, or Auntie Jinta, to whom I'm immensely grateful, and you can look her up at at Isaira.com. And there's been so many stages since then, since that whole preliminary build-up of learning to accept myself, learning to be vulnerable, learning to face every aspect, the shadow and the light, and then the beginning of awakening. And it started with awakening into, I guess you'd call it emptiness, although when I say that, clients have <laughs> not enjoyed that, but it's, it's not really emptiness, it's really divine love. But the first feeling was, oh, that the earth isn't really here and that this is all spirit. Um, And it was tough for the ego. It was, you know, I remember when I was with Isaira at Uluru, it was easy, but when I got home, it was much harder and my whole body didn't want to sit down and meditate. But the minute I started meditating and entered that space, it was beautiful. But that was because the ego was being annihilated, I guess you could say, and it wasn't enjoying that. So then it moved on from, and that... Took me a good, I don't know, four to six months to really integrate that. And then we had another workshop with Osira, and that's described in previous podcasts. And where I truly awakened, I'm gonna say at the level of the heart, into this divine love, this loving essence that we all are. And that was also really challenging <laughs> because there was a lot of ego resistance but sublimely beautiful. And I had a lot of time to integrate that because there, because of COVID, there weren't any retreats for a while, which was good because I really needed it. And then, and I really started to be able to be more comfortable in resting in that space of love in my heart space But I want to tell you this journey of awakening, it is sublime and it is wholesome and everything starts to heal. Your relationship with yourself, your relationship with friends, with family, but the ego will resist every step of the way and there'll be grumpiness and fear and you'll project that fear, well I have projected that fear on my children, my husband, I (laughs) apologise. And I speak the truth of where it comes from. But it doesn't really matter because you know the overall journey is towards greater wholesomeness and towards living from this essence that we truly are. And then recently um, there's been uh, an awareness of a deepening oneness and Isaira had a retreat Last year, I think it was in, it was quite cold, it was perhaps early spring, and that started the beginning of an awakening into true oneness, a real recognition that we aren't what we think we are, that this is a dreaming experience, that experiencing the body and the earth as we see it, and that. We really are all this one Mm -hmm. essence and that was very beautiful. Um, It's also been really hard and I've said in previous podcasts I've had um, a hamstring injury that has been really rock solid and sore for a long time, probably close to a year now and I know that's been my fear of fully letting go well, that's been part of it. It also started with some overstretching and yoga. But that's been, and that oneness has been integrating and it very much feels like it's in my third eye area. That's been really opening. And Asara had another retreat recently, which I described on the previous podcast, and it was beautiful. And I really felt a more relaxing into that that oneness, again with great resistance though along the way. And just recently, since I got back from that retreat, something or a beautiful awareness has come and that is that this love that we all are is ordinary and I know that sounds odd but I grew up, in the Catholic Church, I never totally felt at peace with the Catholic Church because it's got a lot of rules and regulations and a fair bit of judgment towards various things. But of course, I learnt a lot of the Catholic philosophy and, the, you know, and I sort of had this image of this almighty God that could be judgmental. And I think this whole or at least that I had to be pretty perfect to be able to be welcomed. And The Course in Miracles talks about this core guilt or this core unworthiness that we all have, which is to do with feeling that we are separate from God, which we never actually have been. And, of course, we are always unconditionally loved because this experience here is a dreaming. So nothing that we do here is really real, this essence of God or divine love is resting in oneness as what we truly are, always. It doesn't flinch no matter what we do on this planet. We might judge ourselves, but that essence of divine love doesn't. But all the way, a lot of my resistance in this awakening journey, I think, has still been that feeling that somehow as I enter more deeply into this space I'm not going to be worthy or there could be judgment. It's also of course the letting go of identity completely into recognizing well that the identity is just part of this dream it's not really real that really I'm one with all of you with my husband with the trees I'm looking at now with the emus I can see walking around, <laughs> with the birds, with the earth. So, and it really is all one essence. And so I've had this dawning feeling that that love, that essence is just ordinary. And ordinary meaning that it's not this almighty God. I mean, it is sublime and beautiful and all powerful in the sense that it's the only thing that's true and completely worthy of reverence and gratitude and deep respect and a willingness for us to be vulnerable and open but it's all so simple and just ordinary, you know, it's, it's me when I'm making my mistakes or when I'm swearing or when I'm caught in resistance or it's, you know, the little kids next door when they're crying or it's my son's new puppy when it's being a bit feral or, you know, it's me when I, I had to chop some trees down yesterday. I know that sounds awful but... Sometimes trees grow in the wrong spot <laughs> like on right next to the road our exit road and that are they're very fire unsafe trees that were growing so we had to chop some down which is never a pleasant task but had to do it but this ordinary love is unflinching and even if I'm caught in guilt or judgment, even judgment of another. And I'm sorry, in the background there might be some trucks passing, but I hope you can't hear that. But if I'm caught in judgment, that this ordinary love is just ongoing, sublime, present. And I had this beautiful deepening awareness since I've got home from the retreat, and that's what happens when I go on retreats with us, Ira, or Auntie Jinta, is that the experiences tend to deepen over the following period of time. And I feel the ordinary love in others, other beings that were there, and other beings with all of their simplicity and all of their challenges and mistakes and their journey, you know, and that the ordinary love that they are is just ever-present, sublime, gentle. And you know, there's been moments where this ordinary love has reduced me to tears, but it's still coming. It's still, the awareness is still coming. And there's still in me uh, resistance to the full surrender you could say full surrender into divine love and and that's also what's been coming is this is much more about surrender than it is about trying to create something or trying to be in a certain state it's much more as spiritual teachers always say it's a letting go of layers of the ego so that what we are can flow. And that's beautiful because what we're doing then is opening in surrender and letting the spirit that we are, the essence that we are, just flow through us. And that's when beautiful stuff comes out, (laughs) you know, stuff that's, that's unconditional love, that's just resting in God, that's knowing that we are safe. Because the other thing about this ordinary love is that it's such a feeling of safety. It's a different feeling of safety because it's not solid. There's no solidness to the truth that we are. Well, actually that's not true, no physical solidness It's not like the experience of this planet which is, you know, solid form. It's more actually, well for me still, a very floaty feeling, you know. Um, But there's this dawning as I surrender recognition in the solidness of that, the ever-present unconditional love. Resting in, well, ordinary love could never be judged. Nothing that I do here is relevant or an issue. Not that, by the way, I'm not meant to work on being loving here in this experience. Of course I am. And I'm just being distracted at the moment by an emu that's trying to get through the fence (laughs) and can't find its way. And it's odd, you know, the rest of the family, there's eight of them the rest of the family just happily leave it behind and it's just left to find its way through the fence. Just thought I'd share that. <laughs> but it does, it'll, it'll get through and join the rest of its family in a minute. So I was talking about this ordinary love that... See, it's even the emus that leave their friends behind... <laughs> is this this ordinary love yeah but they'll find their way so getting back to this feeling of solidness that that it could never nothing could be left out of this nothing could be left out of this love we are always safe in this doesn't actually matter what's happening in this experience because this essence is what we go to when we die anyway or when we make our transition so this essence is permanent permanent presence permanent safety and it's still you know I'm I'm not fully in it I guess when I'm fully in it that will be full enlightenment but it's I enter into it and then I'm out of it and then I'm in it and That's probably the reason why I'm not, you know, fully tearing up right now, is because there's still degrees of resistance in me. And, you know, I've known over many years that this journey takes a lot of integrating and a lot of um, letting yourself be resistant and knowing the truth of what I am but not always being able to be in that. And But what I know sitting here, hmm, and this is going to make me feel teary, is that there is light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> it feels like this current stage, although I've said that many times <laughs> in my head, Thinking that something that I'm awakening into is, oh right, I'm really getting here, and then realizing, no, nah, there's another stage, <laughs> and there's more resistance to get through. So anyway, I'm going to say it again. It might be wrong again, but that this oneness, when I'm fully able to sit in it, because it already feels like it's um, it's truly oneness. It's there's not going to be when I'm really sitting there (laughs) a whole lot of identity left there still is now though so it feels like that it's the whole it's the one it's the oneness it's the divine love it's consciousness and I have felt for a long time now Auntie Jinta sitting as that permanently and there are other beings like that in this experience at the moment with us which is beautiful and being here in the forest and with the animals and the earth and what i feel in nature you know is that nature is more surrendered naturally and there's this tree on this property i mean there's lots of trees on this property but there's one tree and that also makes me tear up <laughs> um, And I feel this feminine energy from her. Oh, one of the emus just got through the fence. (laughs) You'll be pleased to know. The other one's still stuck. (laughs) Anyway, this tree has got this most beautiful presence, this most loving energy. And on the first day I got here and I went for a walk and... I was a bit disappointed because some of the trees that I'd planted last year have died. And I had this beautiful experience because there's this part of the property where it's been really hard to get trees to grow because kangaroos keep destroying them and it's a bit... There's a lot of grasshoppers there and the soil's not brilliant. And I was a bit disappointed. Um, but when I was looking at those, at, standing in that spot, a beautiful rainbow came And you know, the beginning of the rainbow and the end of the rainbow was in that spot. And I don't know whether it was a sign or not, because I've got lots of signs wrong in the past, but it just felt like a sign saying it's going to be okay, that sooner or later we're going to get something to grow in that spot, (laughs) or it is what it's meant to be anyway. But then I went to sit down, I went to this beautiful tree, and just even as I put my head against the tree, just the, the loving everything's going to be okay, ordinary love again, you know, could never be judged, permanently safe, yeah, so, and that's why I just want to encourage you all, get yourselves into nature, you know, that the more you tune in and rest in nature, you'll be brought to this place of divine loving presence almost without trying. And the funny thing is, my husband and I were at the beach yesterday and we we just, we did this Shakti shake, which is something that Auntie Jinta taught me, where you really do a lot of shaking and deep breathing and release and a bit of screaming, let it all out, which was great. We did that. And then just lay on the beach, lay on the sand and fully... Fully lay on the earth and I often have felt a bit vulnerable when I do that. It's like you're fully, fully exposing yourself to the earth and you feel, used to feel a bit more like I could be judged because of course I haven't been perfect with the earth. I don't think any of us have been. <laughs> you know, we've all not recycled perfectly or not done something perfectly. When I was a kid here at this property, I was only five or six in Bendley, but my father helped to clear some land for the neighbour next door and a lot of trees were chopped down. And, you know, that was sad. <laughs> I, wasn't, I didn't really understand it back then, but I am trying to replace some. But I've, I haven't always been perfect with the earth, so I'm trying to get much better. So, of course, so there can be this feeling of exposure, but the truth of what the earth is, what everything is, is this divine ordinary love and I was really feeling that as I was just lying fully on the earth so as often as you can and you know what I mean by that ordinary love is it doesn't matter what I've done what mistakes I've made the fact that I was a part of lots of trees being chopped down when I was a kid and you know now I'm doing the opposite but it doesn't matter and I still am not perfect with the environment I could could get a lot better but um, you know, that this ordinary love is unconditional. It it's loves me as that being that's imperfect and probably permanently imperfect. <laughs> I can't imagine a time where I'm going to be perfect fully. So but that's not the point. The, the perfect, the, or the imperfectness or this whole bundle of identity and body, is the dreaming experience the it is what i get to express through and and what i can enjoy and be at peace with and that's the dawning of this ordinary love is i can be at peace with myself with all the mistakes with everything i've messed up and will continue to mess up and um i just got distracted again because that Oh, this emu is still stuck behind the fence. I'll let you know when it finds its way through. <laughs> um, actually, it's very exciting. It's just finally found its way through and its family have disappeared, but it's going to fast catch up to them. So there you go. I <laughs> don't know what else to say now. Um, I do want to say that, you know, it's not that because... Since I've been having this feeling that this essence of divine love, essence of God is, has an ordinariness, I guess there's been a bit of uncertainty or almost guilt, I guess could be a word, although it's not really that, but um, about saying that about God, I guess you could say. But it's not that it's not completely sublime, it's almost like the ordinariness makes it more sublime. Always safe, always whole. We could never be judged, never left out. And I'm feeling a bit like an imposter, <laughs> you could say, as I'm saying it because I know I'm not fully sitting in it all the time. And even right now, you know, there's awareness. Actually, my hands are freezing cold sitting out here. <laughs> so I'm getting a bit distracted. Um, and I can hear, oh, there's some tracks in the distance. So um, I might wind up soon. So, but just to encourage you all this, you know, this journey, it it is a beautiful one. It is a challenging one that you are loved in every aspect. It doesn't matter what mistakes. In fact, just... Treat your mess ups as just a learning opportunity. That's all that they are. They're just a growth opportunity. And an opportunity to be honest and an opportunity to be kind. And sometimes an opportunity to slow down as well. So I think I'll wind up now. (laughs) So I just want to encourage you all. I offer counseling, psych therapy. I offer workshops, although I haven't got one planned yet, but I will be planning one soon. And you can check me out on my website, which is livingawarenesswa.com. I also want to acknowledge Auntie Jinta or Isaira, who has been an integral part of my journey. Um, and you can find her at Isaira.com. And I also have a YouTube channel, Facebook page, Instagram page, all Living Awareness WA. Please share this website, uh, sorry, this podcast with friends, family, anyone you think may be interested, and much love to you all.